Who knows, okay. devil? I don't know. I got nothing. I don't, I don't know. know. I just like I understand. Like it's it's a good line, and I see what he's saying in this moment. But if someone said that to me, I'm like, I don't. But I'm not religious, so I don't have faith in it in anything. So what does that what does that mean? But he gives her the rosary. He's gonna, you know, he'll be there for later when we need more exposition. Like I get it. It's- Absolutely, exposition priest will come back when we need more explanation. <laughs> we love him. We love an exposition priest. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I am Julia. And I'm Terry. And this week we're talking about 2019's The Curse of La Llorona. La Llorona. You you said it so much better than me. (laughs) Title of this episode is Ta-da. Ta-da. I love it. (laughs) And tagline for this movie is She Wants Your Children. Yes, she do. Yeah. So I was like, okay, there you go. It's uh, pretty much it. That's 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 the fear. That's like the, the wives tell everyone grew up with. It's like, oh, she's coming for you. La Llorona will get you. Like, you need to be good. Listen to your mom. Listen to your dad. Don't be out on the street after they tell you not to. You better get home because she's coming for you. Yeah. So it's kind of like the boogeyman in a way, right? It's just yeah. a different version of the boogeyman. A cooler yeah. version, if you will, since the boogeyman is usually quite nebulous. Yeah, she got a purpose. She's got a reason. She's coming for you because she's got a vendetta. Yes. Like, yeah. Uh, so this is, is an actual uh, folktale that you will find in Latin American countries. Uh, the earliest documentation of the folktale is from 1550 in Mexico City. Ooh. So this is uh, that's the first time it was written down. So it OK, could've... but it was probably an oral tradition for many years, I yes. bet, before it landed in an actual story. Oh, my God, how terrifying. Did your ter- did your parents ever try to scare you by saying there was a fictional something coming to get you? Absolutely not. Uh, My parents are very religious, and the only thing that was going to come get me was the devil. So I guess that's something. Yes. Hold on. (laughs) Wait. I'd say that's a big one. (laughs) Hold on. He's like the biggest Uh boogeyman of all. There you go. Yes. So then, yes, my parents did try to scare me with Jesus and the devil. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. I managed to escape both. I uh, I was never told anything was coming to get me, although my brother used to scare me and tell me I couldn't come into the basement because there were chuds down there. So... No, my brother tried to get me because he told me the boogeyman. He used to sing oh, okay. this song to me. Oh, my God. He saw the boogeyman. I had the stuffed animal pig, and he okay. sang this song, the boogeyman's after your pig, the boogeyman's <laughs> after your pig. He just sing it to me, like, all day. And he'd be like, stop. My brother's seven years older, so, you know, he's like my big brother that I believed everything he told me was real. Yep. And he messed with me so hard. Oh, my God. It all oh, comes flooding back. Thanks, La Llorona. Really <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this, uh, which translates to flooding the back. That's funny. Ah, it all comes flooding back. It yes. Does. Uh, the weeping woman is what what her deal is, and this uh, the movie opens in Mexico in 1673. So we open on a necklace, which you see a mom putting on a woman putting around her neck on a, in a white dress. Uh, opens very idyllically. You have uh, so sweet this little boy in the field, and they like are like so beautiful, and they're flowing white like gauzy like outfits from the 1670 era and it just looks all gorgeous in this like field yes uh so they're all doing a little ring around the rosy type action and then all of a sudden there's a cut hard cut and the little boy's by himself there's no one 
Yeah. And um, I was like, oh no, was this a dream? Is his mom dead? Like, was it, it a ghost? And I, I had all these questions real fast. <laughs> Uh, it reminded me of, of The Witch, uh, which we reviewed a couple of weeks ago, where she's playing peekaboo and all of a sudden the little boy's gone. You're like, oh, there's just like this moment. This So, you know, and, and, and I was like, oh, did was there actually just a magic moment where they disappeared? Or is like there been a time gap where like the little, little boy's been out for a little bit and now he's come back? Either That's way, what I mean. All the questions. Yes. All the questions of like, oh, no, was he just was this a memory? Was it a dream? Yes. Terrifying. All terrifying, though, because he looks disoriented and scared all of a sudden. And so are we because we don't know. It's a poor little kid alone in the middle of nature. And so he walks over and all of a sudden you see this woman in the sweet baby face boy looks over and he sees this woman drowning his brother. His mama. And he says his mama. Mom. Yeah. yeah, his mom is drowning, is drowning uh, his brother. And comes running after him. So, you, oh, okay, this is not going. So let's uh, flash forward now, if we will, to L.A. in 1973, uh, where we run into Linda Cardellini, who yes. I didn't know was in this movie, and I fucking love. And I was like, hell yeah, Linda Cardellini. She's such a great actress. I love her, too. And I got, I did the same. I was like, oh, I like, I adore her. I think she's so great. Although I have to say it here in the beginning of the episode that I would like this movie more if this was played by a Mexican actress. I actually wrote that in my notes as well. I was like, and I was like, I just looked it up because I was like, just to make sure that maybe she has like, maybe she got a Mexican mom or some sort of heritage. And it's like, nope. It's like, I looked it up. They're like, no, she's Italian. She's Scottish. She's like all these other things. Mexican is not one of them. And she's playing this lady named Anna. And I was like, oh, is okay. Okay. I really w- would have liked it as well if they had picked I, a Mexican American yes, actress. But if we're going to well. pick an American actress, Linda Cardellini can't go wrong because she's amazing. So she's uh, plays Anna. She's a mom, a single mom. Her husband just died. He was a cop and she works in social services. So uh, there was a woman named Patricia Alvarez and her children have not showed up at school for the last couple of days. So she wants to go check on her. The Her supervisors comes in and is like, you're overworked. We've given it to Donna, they- who is the younger, fresher lady. But Anna also knows Patricia, so she's got a history. So this mom has probably had some issues before we find out as well. So if you've already got kind of a record with social services and you've got some sort of relationship and Anna knows like Patricia, it seems like a little cagey maybe and is not necessarily going to be the most open to somebody new coming into her space. So she's like, hey, I got this. Like, let's go. But she has to go with the detective, of course, because for safety reasons, just in case anything has gone wrong, they need to have backup there because, of course. But they get to the house. She insists on going in alone and brushes off the detective. But good thing he is paying attention and listening because things look real bad in this house. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot going on. Yeah. So uh, she and she is wearing the necklace. Uh, uh, Patricia is that we had seen in the beginning of the movie. She Yeah, she walks in and there's just basically cancel, candles everywhere. And I would say horror movies about my guy tip if you walk into a room and everything's candles like that i would i would go away i feel like that's a usually a really bad sign still waiting for the candle supercut. we talk about this a lot oh, the yeah candle budget in a lot of movies i think uh for sure <laughs> um and scary movies especially i think it's very very interesting that that uh this type of lighting supposedly is supposed to fight spirits but it seems like anytime they're happening there's some spirit or some problem in the room right yeah so it's either like you're in a horror movie or a Baz Luhrmann movie it's like one or the other just candle <laughs> wise right or is it the same Ooh, uh, uh, I want to see some horror cuts of some Baz Luhrmann movies oh my god amazing I want to see Baz Luhrmann make a horror movie that would be oh, incredible I think it'd he be would so do a great lush job and beautiful oh Baz I Luhrmann I know you listen to this podcast <laughs> 
He does not. He does not. But, you know, we could send it. We could send it and ask. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so that's not just the candles. She's also got crazy etchings and drawings on, like, the closet door and looks like she's drawn, like, kind of like an evil eye protection symbol, but copiously all over it. So it just looks, looks like 50 different, like, shapes of eyes, like, staring at you off this door um, to ward off the spirit. Um, and we find the boys. Uh, she attacks Anna first with a hammer mm-hmm. and is about to get her, but she, Anna grabs the uh, key off of her neck and unlocks the door. And we have the two little boys huddled in the closet, looking real neglected. Uh, and they have they look uh, gaunt and hollow and like terrified and like they need water. Like they look like they haven't, yeah, left that closet <laughs> in, in a while. Um, and they have bad marks on their like look like weird burn marks on their arms. Um, and they say they're from her, but not from mom. And so they are going to be taken now to be taken to like a shelter for the night before they can be taken someplace to take away from their mother. Uh, and they're like, don't worry. She's like, don't worry. You're safe now. We got you a bed and the food and the whole bit. She's like, we're not safe anywhere. So thanks. And they're in like a Catholic charities kind of looking like orphanage. And I was like, oh, that also looks scary, though, too. Do you know what I mean, though? Just to be alone, even though you've got they've got their together in the same room. But they hear noises at night while they're sleeping. Turns out it's a night watchman for the first pass. But. Second go around of sound, not the night watchman anymore. And one of the little boys, Tomas, is like, you know, um, pulled away uh, by this La Llorona. And uh, she, the weeping woman, as she is, yep. and, you know, we have, you hear her crying. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it is a sound that most people would follow, right? To try to help you hear a woman crying. You're like, oh, well, I better go help that. If lady. I was in an orphanage at night, I would oh, probably no. not get up to hear a crying woman because she's probably not real. Um, And there's probably not a crying lady there. Uh, It's definitely because you're not near your mom anymore. So, nope, I would probably not go. But I feel like Tomas is under her spell. I feel like he doesn't have a choice but to follow anyway. So it's not like he wants to do it, but he has to do it. Correct. So he's being lured. And so he gets pulled in. And um, the brothers uh, meet their end uh, tonight by La Llorona. She ends up taking them down to the L.A. River and they get drowned in the L.A. River. Uh, so uh, Anna is woken up and she is taken uh, taken down to go see what's happening. Uh, well, she drives down and leaves her kids in the back of the station wagon. This is a bad 70s mom move. OK, but here's a, here's the thing. Which is the worst move? You leave your kids at home by themselves while you go do this or you take them to when a crime scene where you know there's going to be dead a- people and then you leave them in the car. When you are a single mom and you are working in social services, you need to have a friend or two. And you should probably know, since you work in social services, that you need a backup. Yeah. You need a friend, a grandma, someplace to drop those kids off anytime you go on a call. The fact that she took them is unprofessional and she knows is a problem. I feel like leaving them at home would have been a better option. If they were asleep, like they, what are the chances of them waking up and fine? I mean, that's no, that's not safe either way. No, I would have had a friend. Again, Yes, you have a backup as somebody in social services. She knows better. She's already making bad mistakes. She already knows that she does not always play by the rules and by the book from the very beginning because she goes into that house with her Patricia on her own, which she should not do either. My dad happened to work in social service for a long time. There's a lot of rules. And if you fuck up, you can get sued. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, so like, I know the 70s a little bit more willy nilly, 1970s LA maybe, but I, I, yeah. Uh, so the little boys are uh, uh, drowned by the side of the river. The Patricia comes by and they are arresting her because they think that she did it. Uh, and she yells that it's Anna's fault um, and also that La Llorona did it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, all of a sudden, though, her kids are waking up in the car uh, because now that La Llorona has gotten these this set of kids, uh, she's got her eyes set on the next. And she's and Anna's kids, since she brought them to the, the scene, are right there. 
for the taking. So Chris, her, her, her son, hops his way out of the car and ends up like going and kind of eyeing the crime scene from afar. But he hears a yar, yorar, yorando, that's crying. He hears crying over in the corner and it's the lady, La Llorona. And she uh, puts her mark on him and grabs his arm and now he's got the burn mark on his arm. He has the mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and he all, uh, so they, um, they go they by have a great, the station wagon scene real quick though. Too. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Great where it's like, I was like, Oh, I forgot this is seventies. Cause like, until like, I was like, Oh yeah. I remember we had that station wagon with a wood panel freaking station wagon growing up. And like the windows where you have to roll them down are just like being rolled down from inside the car. But it looks like magic and ghost and the kids are freaking out and Sam little sister wakes up and. Um, they're both a little bit terrified, not even a little, a lot bit terrified. Uh-huh. And they think La Llorona is coming for them. Um, but they both see it, but they don't say it. They don't talk about it. They don't acknowledge it. They both act like everything's fine. And they uh, don't tell their mom. And I'm just like, oh. The, the, yeah, the, the, the family, the, everyone in this family is like, I'm going to do something terrible and not tell anyone. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> just tell well, them. Because they're worried that no one's going to believe them. I get it because it's like it all sounds fantastical. So I think that's also part of the curse is that there is some sort of silence. Um, oh, there's also this element of, you know, the, their father has just died, right? So it's something where they're kind of in a weird state anyway. So I think there's a lot of times that I'm frustrated. Everyone's with on edge. Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated with Anna in this movie a lot because she sees her kids clearly are not okay. And she gives them the kind of cursory, like, hey, are you okay? And they say no. And she's like, okay. And she goes away. And I'm like, no, no, you can tell. You work in social services. You know when children are lying. Obviously, right? So, like, what are you doing? That's why I think she's bad at her job, but I also think she's under the curse too now. Yeah. Right. Because it's like she's making mistakes that she wouldn't normally do. And she's being drawn into this and drawn into this uh, and and getting glamored by this um, Yorona. So she uh, stops by the little boy's funeral and sees a man doing some smudging on them to to get rid of their negative energy. Uh, She meets uh, a priest there who tells her about this man who is a a shaman, more or less. The exposition Uh, priest, I call him. Oh, yeah. The exposition priest. Yep, because he's here to give you all the exposition you ever wanted to know about La Llorona, about the story. Right. So and we get and, all of it here. And mm-hmm. he does. I haven't seen Annabelle, but uh, he mentions Annabelle later. So I assume he's in one of the other Conjuring movies I have not seen. So people who have seen those movies would be like, oh, that guy. But I don't know who he is. Sorry, guys. Maybe one day I'll watch them all and I'll know. Yeah, I'll- I've seen Annabelle. Yeah. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Is he in this one? Is he in that I one? can't remember anything right now. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, the priest gives you know this big backstory. She asks him if he knows who La Llorona is and says this beautiful lady um, and she was married and she caught her husband cheating. So she murdered the children for vengeance, but then immediately regretted it. So drowned herself after drowning them. And now she is doomed to roam the earth, searching for children to take her place, their place. Yep. And so, um, and they talk, have an interesting conversation. I think all the kind of Conjuring Universe things too talk about faith and kind of like, what does it mean to have faith or not? And he tells her, you don't have to be religious to have faith and, and kind of just gives her that to hold on to. Like, hey, like and when you when you need it, you'll be able to call upon something. Um, I don't really so. know what that means. Have, if you don't, if, have faith in what? If you're, if it's. Who okay. knows, devil? I don't know. I got nothing. I, I don't, don't know. know. I just like, I understand. Like it's, it's a good line and I see what he's saying in this moment. But if someone said that to me, I'm like, I don't but I'm not religious, so I don't have faith in it in anything. So what is that? What does that mean? But he gives her the rosary. He's going to, you know, he'll be there for later when we need more exposition. Like, I get it. It's- Absolutely. Exposition priest will come back when we need more explanation. <laughs> we love him. We love an exposition priest. And so anyway, um, cut to, uh, we have Sam, um, Anna's little girl, and she's, uh, La Yorona is going to have a moment with her now too. 
and uh, so um yeah it's a fun it's a fun little scare with beautiful a, scene through mm-hmm. a through a transparent umbrella was the only way that she could see her uh and they have this uh setting up of this gigantic pool they have in their backyard i'm like that's gonna come in handy later ain't it that big yeah pool? So, um, yeah, I was like, oh, this is like Chekhov's gun. We got this pool, Chekhov's pool in this one, mm-hmm. um, for sure, because of, of, of the flood and drowning. We we definitely need an element for that. So um, her arm is also grabbed. So now yep, she, she also the mark. Bear, bears mm-hmm. the mark. Um, and so the, we have this. Then things are starting to get weird in the house where the front door is like opening and closing by herself. She goes down and Chris has been sleepwalking uh, and faints. Um, yeah lights go out things are like things are being moved so it's, it's all to get paranormal little... paranormal activity kind of thing going on right now Yeah, which is weird though because i feel like it's it appears that la llorona has like a single focus right like she just wants your kids so this kind of weird poltergeisty stuff like why is she why is she bothering strewing anna's papers all over the floors like i understand you're kind of scaring her a little but it feels like if you're this singular focus like i just want your children she takes her time with it and the time that she takes to like burn the arms like you had them in your grasp why are you just not taking them then why is there this like waiting because it's period? not as poetic and we don't have this movie but also um i think there's something about the fear that she likes instilling and it's part of the story i don't know okay. feeding on fear uh, Maybe a little bit, maybe a little, a little bit, a little bit Pennywisey. I don't know, maybe. Uh, so uh, now Anna actually sees La Llorona in in physical form and tries to hit her with a baseball bat, uh, but gets the mark herself, uh, and of course uh, doesn't tell her children that she just saw her, and that's okay. But she does stay up all night with the baseball bat, watching her children sleep. So the yep. next next morning when she goes in, she's going to go see Patricia in jail and try to give her get some idea of what exactly is happening and she was like i'm too close to the case i shouldn't go in and talk they're like no but she's going to be the most angry with you and you know what they her husband used to say as a detective angry people talk so Mm -hmm. they send anna in even though she probably is not the best person to go in but at this moment in time she's probably the one who's going to get the most information out of her so she goes in and talks to patricia and they have a confrontation and patricia's like yeah if this is all your fault you made this happen. My son, my sons are dead because of you. Um, so La Llorona is coming for you now because I've prayed and asked La Llorona to come kill you and your family. You're welcome. Bye. Harsh. Yeah. Like I didn't pray to God. Prayed to her. Like wow. So I don't. I. I'm. I'm sorry. I don't know the the folktale well enough to know if this is how it works. If like it goes from mother to mother cursing people, or how she chooses her next victims, uh, in particular. Uh, but this is a pretty good curse. Um, yeah. So. Uh, and Chris uh, encounters her again and she just kind of he just she disappears out of nowhere. So he uh, he ends up falling downstairs and spraining his wrist. Uh, and when she takes him in to get to the hospital, they notice that they both of the children have these weird burn marks on their arms. So now uh, her co-workers are now sent to her house to do a welfare check on her children. Yep. And she's, of course, not too happy about it. And it's the young, you know, welfare worker that she's kind of been in competition with. And she's like, you know, I don't like doing this. And she's like, yeah, OK, like, get out of my damn house, bitch. If you don't like doing it, don't do it. But but, uh, but you can understand why. Done. Right. It does look yeah. very suspicious. And uh, you know, they her don't friend want- Coop Cooper is like, hey, you better handle this here in this house because like this is not looking good. Whatever's going on. I get your grieving and stuff's going on but like y'all need to fix this this does not look right yeah it's not gonna end well for you so right. they also tell her that uh patricia alvarez was released because they didn't have enough evidence and she had an alibi that she was at a church function that evening so she it was airtight yeah couldn't be there 
So uh, Chris ends up breaking down and telling his mom what ha- what he has seen. Um, and so they're having a tearful moment downstairs while Sam is upstairs taking a bath. And they've already shown earlier Anna giving her a bath. So this is like, oh, no, this is she thinks it's her mom's hands washing her hair. But it's not. It's Yorona. Um, and she tries to drown Sam. And they thank goodness they actually do get to hear her. And um, Sam um, is rescued uh, almost too late <laughs> by her mom um, and Chris. They come and they come and get her and they have a chase off with Yorona. And so she, Anna's like at her wit's end. So she's going to head back to the church and go back to Exposition Priest yes. and find out about the Archdiocese, uh, which always is the case. I think in any Conjuring movie, they're like, it'll take too long to call the real guy. We have to call in an, another type of expert who's off the grid, a shaman, if you will. Right. Well, I feel like I think like, it's true, though. I feel yeah. like anything to go through the church, I feel like it's like a type of government where it's just bureaucracy like paperwork yep. and you have to get, you know, everyone has to sign it and stamp it. And it's going it. to take weeks when you have a problem that's immediate that needs to be solved today or yesterday. Yeah. So uh, he's like, oh, we got it. I know a guy He's a shaman on the fringes of science and religion. He used to be a priest. Uh, and so let's why don't you go. Unorthodox see local option is what he says. The unorthodox local option. I was like, yep, there we go. That's that's who we're gonna go see. Uh, so he, they go to see him, and at first he just brushes him off. He's like, "Nope, get out of the shop. Nothing for you here." But then, but the then he girl, sees the mark. Yep, he sees the mark on on little Sam's arm, and Rafael, the shaman, decides to take on their case. Um, and he goes over to their house and is like, "Okay, we got to get prepared and we got to do some things." So he checks what's happening around there, and he um, happens to get an egg, and he cracks the egg open in front of them, and the egg has black yolk. This made me think again of like the witch too, of like the the yoke being all fucked up and weird and stuff yeah. like that too, yeah. and like that being a bellwether for something evil around. And um, I do I do like that he doesn't he he does not fuck around at all, right? They, no. Like immediately when he decides he's going to do it, he starts putting packing stuff up at his at his place, and he's like, okay. And they're like, well, we just won't go home. And he's like, no, no, it's attached to your family, not to your house. So like, it's going to doesn't matter you. where you go. Yeah. So we're going to so, go back to your house and figure this out. Yeah, and go home and and do this. So he does this egg thing where he says, if there's any evil, the egg will detect it, and we have this black yolk. Uh, but she's like, no, no, it's a trick. I saw it on Johnny Carson. Uh, Anna, so, yeah, Anna yeah, brushes so, it off. So mm-hmm. when it actually happens, he just says, and then. And they all explode all over them. Uh, well, three more eggs are on the table and they start spitting like all crazy, like they're possessed and then they explode. So she's like, he's like, did you see that on Carson? And she's like, no. And he's like, ta-da. <laughs> like, hard, to, hard to believe. So let's get into a good prep montage where we got to get that house ready. Montage, montage, save your house from evil spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they um, are doing all kinds of stuff where he's got this... Um, these seeds basically um, uh, from these fire trees, um, fire tree again that we had like in the ring, I think mm-hmm. too. Um, and so it's this fire tree that that's actually the we also type had of tree a she- hand kind of grabbing yeah. you and giving a mark. Yeah. So um, she's underneath. Um, that's where Yorona actually had murdered her children was underneath the fire tree in the in the river or the little creek. Um, and so they hold special power over her because of that uh, closeness to her. So he's also we'd also seen Raphael earlier go back to Patricia's apartment and grab some stuff that looked like black, like ectoplasm goo or whatever. Turns out those are Yorona's tears. So he had actually made an antivenom out of her tears as well. So he has that he's armed with antivenom, holy water. They got the seeds. So they're they're putting stuff all around the house for her. He also lights a shit ton of candles again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yep. so he seems like he knows what he's doing, right? And he's like, don't worry. As long as the candles are lit, we're all good to go. But of course, all the candles go out and they are attacked with every single project- protection charm they've just been doing for the last several hours. 
didn't do a goddamn thing. Mom, I mean, the swiftness that the candles go out. It's like, I mean, there's like hundreds of candles and they literally all go out within like two seconds of each other. It's wild. Yeah. Um, And he was like, the light is going to help protect you. And then later we find out he he was bullshitting about the candles that they don't actually do anything. Uh uh. No, he was uh, using them as bait, using all of them as bait to get her to show up. So uh, the candles go out. Mom gets taken. Children are getting taken. uh, But he throws those tears back on her face and he uh, pushes her out of the door and then puts the fire tree seeds so she can't get back inside. Yeah, he makes a line basically sealing the door. Um, And he's like, don't break the line, whatever you do. Of course, since he said that, someone's going to have to do it. Um, And Sam, um, lots her little doll got lost outside the door during that moment. And all she wants is a little dolly. And I'm like, girl, it's on the other side of the line. Just say bye to that dolly. You don't need it anymore. Um, But of course, uh, she ends up breaking the line, trying to reach for her doll. And she's going to get yanked where? To the pool. We saw it earlier. Chekhov's pool, right? Chekhov's pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, there's a battle. Mom jumps in to try to save her, and they have big underwater thrash about. Uh, and then the priest just puts a little holy water in there, and then they're uh, they're all good. Uh, La Yorona is out of there, and now Mom has the necklace. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had seen her grab the key from Patricia earlier, and now she's grabbed the necklace off of La Yorona. Might mm-hmm. come in handy later. We'll find yep. out. Yep. But now that they've all they're all connected, they're always going to hear her call, and so. Um, he, uh, Raphael's like it doesn't end till sunrise so he, he they go find a closet to put the kids in um, yeah, and throws Sam them in the closet like, Sam is mm-hmm. kind of being lured out there so there's really nothing they can do but that she's so like now, catatonic now and under the spell so yeah. now we understand why Patricia had put her children in the closet in the beginning she just and why to... they look so bad mm-hmm mm-hmm um, so then uh, they, we, we then Patricia the... crosses the line though oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Patricia comes on in and and uh, just makes the line broken and has a gun and is ready to uh, shoot her because if uh, Yalirana is not doing her job fast enough, God damn it, she wants her dead now. Yeah, and so um, and Yorona um, pushes Anna down the stairs and they have like a knockdown drag out. Um, and Patricia has exacerbated exacerbated the whole situation, but then she has kind of a change of heart in the midst of this. Like, oh no, like what have I done? Like I've made this worse for you now too um and so um the kids are make their way up to the attic um and Raphael is shot in the all of this mess as well yeah uh, and they go up to the attic and have a face off with la yorona but see her actual real face her yep. actual pretty face and she's beautiful and she's she's okay and she comes over and she has compassion for the kids and like gently like is like stroking their faces chris has the locket of hers that and so that kind of grounds her and makes her feel like a connection to them um but then there's a mirror because they're up in an attic and it gets all creepy up there um she sees herself in the mirror and then we have a funnel jump scare of her seeing her old creepy face again um and that fucks her up so um yeah so anna uh, jumps in at the last second and stabs her in the heart with a fire tree cross that Raphael had given her as we know the fire tree has special powers over her and she turns into black goo disappears yeah she like spirits away and like it's like black and, goo gone and gone uh and the priest is like all magic up, uh <laughs> like magic uh laying Ta-da. on the floor and yeah Ta-da. Just very, very, very sadly. Um, and so uh, everything is back to normal as far as we know. I really liked the very last shot of this film quite a bit 
which mm-hmm. is uh, the Linda Carlini walking up to her house and stops. And there is a, they do a real cool shot of like now the reverse of her in the puddle that's on the ground looking up. And so it's this great reverse shot. And she has this kind of strange look on her face, but they cut before anything is too like, now is she evil? Like there's none of that. It's just yeah. like a weird. Or like, is moment. she going to kill the kids? Is she Rona now? Like, who knows? Like what's going to happen? They got to set is up she... that sequel. This is yeah. Conjuring Universe after all. I was like, all. did she break the curse or is she part of the curse now? Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. But that is the end of the curse of La Llorona as far as we know for this film. Yeah, this chapter. So uh, some gore factor. One, not enough blood to fill a Tixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. We gave this one a one. Not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Not a bloody film. We got some drownings. Well, the blood, the other thing too is the blood is not blood. It's all black. It's so like there's nothing goo. that, uh, there's not, it's all goo or like ectoplasmy and otherworldly. So none of it's actually blood. So that was the hard part of like, even when she like disappears into whatever, like it's like body part or whatever, but it's all just goo and her tears are goo. Everything's black goo. Okay. Yeah. Give us some movie ratings. Yes. Some ratings for you. Zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastical. I give La Llorona, um, the Curse of La Llorona, a three. Um, I like... um, I like the mysticism. I like the family. I think the kids all did a really good job in this movie. They were really, really acting, acting children. I love acting <laughs> children. Um, got a lot of kids, I think, this round of films, actually. Yeah. Um, and so I think almost all of them, yeah, um, have been really great. Uh, so uh, I gave this a two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, I thought, you know, I, I think Linda Cardellini is amazing, and I really like to watch her do this thing. I don't feel that there was... I didn't feel connected to it. I didn't feel like there was like a it's lot not of scary. Like, it wasn't very scary. No. And I feel like that I wanted more from the characters. I don't know if I needed more backstory or what I needed from them, but I'd feel like I didn't get what I wanted necessarily. Uh, so I don't think it's a badly made film. And as I mentioned, like there's several beautiful shots in the film. It's all very well performed, uh, but there's just something a little missing. I think for and me. I like Patricia's performance. The lady playing Patricia Alvarez was really, really talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, I'm curious to see, uh, cause I know Yorona shows up in other, like of the conjuring universe things. And I want to see more. I want to know more about her actually. And I feel like the nun and all that stuff Probably and like all those they'll, things they'll like never stop <laughs> the I, want, I want that kind of grow. treatment yeah so okay. i want i want more from her um but this is fun for dia de los muertos i like to celebrate and, and check out stuff and other stories and things that yeah. scare people around the world i think is all, also always wonderful um, oh, to see i agree i think you know i feel like over the course of our of our show we've really talked about a lot of international folk stories about boogeymen and i feel like there there's like the similarities but there's the differences that all make it really really interesting and i think that i hadn't heard of this um tale before so i think it's it's really cool to delve into uh next week you're going to be talking about one of my very favorite movies of all time it really is. It's is one, it? of my, one of my top five Stephen King adaptations. I know this. I actually know this because I love you and I'm your best friend and I know that. You're uh, obsessed with this movie. I, I know obsessed. how many times you went to see it in the theater. I also know that you went to an all clown screening of this at the draft house, which I don't think I could have done because that would have scared me too much because clowns are terrifying. Um, this is Julia's smiling so big. <laughs> I wish you guys could see it at home, listeners, dear listeners. Um, it is it. We're going to be doing uh, the new It uh, from chapter 2017. One, if you it will, yes. Yeah. Uh, 2017, I am so excited to talk about this, this movie. This is my favorite Stephen King book. 
uh, and also one of my favorite adaptations. So you know I'll be rabbiting away a mile a minute all about the King Connections. I'm just gonna let you do. I'm just gonna let you roll on this next episode, Julia. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you just. I'm also gonna add my two cents, but I cannot wait to. She's already gushing. She's so ready. Oh my god, I can't wait. Next week, Julia, we'll do it. I cannot okay, wait. Okay, okay. I don't know if I can wait that long. I'm so okay. excited. In between now and then, y'all check out our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Patreon. You can you can hang out with us on all of those platforms as well as Teespring. Grab some merch. Um, we wish you a happy Dia de los Muertos. Hope you had a wonderful Halloween this last week. And um, we love you all so much. Thank you for supporting our wonderful, our fun show. You guys are wonderful is what I meant to say. Um, you all are wonderful and make this happen. Julia, I love you. I cannot wait to talk about scary clowns with you. I love you too. Pennywise, Pennywise, here we He's come. also like weirdly, why is Pennywise always hot underneath all the makeup though? Uh, like whoever's gonna... playing Pennywise, hot, hot. We'll talk hot, about hot. that. We'll get into What's that. What's that worry. about? <laughs> is there is there something that underneath it has to be trying? Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm already talking about it. We'll wait See, next who's week. Who's excited? Oh. You, you're excited. All right. I just know how much you love it. And it's going to be great. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. We're Bye. It. Bye. <laughs>